Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Something scaled and something feathered. What a great subject today on Daily Devotion. God made the plant and animal kingdoms distinct. And God made each species to reproduce only after its kind. While botanists might graft and cross-graft to form a variety of plants, they've yet to grow a daffodil on a rhinoceros because God made the plant and animal kingdoms distinct. But there are lessons from nature, aptitudes, attitudes that each of us can embrace. Scripture commands people that are not too struck on work to go look at the ant and consider the industriousness of that creature. In the same sense, there are some creatures we are taught to avoid their ways. In fact, the 19 animals God told Israel to refrain from eating is a case study of attitudes and aptitudes. Each possess something that we should avoid, but that's a subject for another day. In this week of Bible metaphors, Jesus points us to something scaled and something feathered. Be ye wise as serpents and harmless as doves. It seems impossible, but in Matthew 10, in the same breath, our Lord and Savior commands us to be both like a serpent and like a dove, half reptile half foul, scaled, and feathered. Our first reaction is to say that's impossible. But then we realize he didn't command us to be a serpent or to be a dove. He just said, be wise like a serpent and be harmless like a dove. In this passage, Jesus is sending out his 12 disciples on their very first preaching excursion. He gave them power over unclean spirits. He gave them the power to heal all diseases. Jesus gave them some last-minute advice. Don't go to the Gentiles or to the Samaritans. Not yet. Their day is coming. Go only to the villages of Israel. He told them what to preach. He told them how to handle rejection. He then said he was sending them out as defenseless as sheep amongst wolves. Because of the danger around them, they should be as wise as serpent and as harmless as doves. They should possess discernment and innocence. A serpent has scales. A dove has feathers. Serpent is known for its discretion or its discernment. A dove is known for its innocence and purity. These qualities should be part and parcel of every overcoming child of God's life. Now, we know there are some bad serpent characteristics to avoid, and some of you are saying all serpents are bad and there is nothing good in a serpent. I get you and I understand that. But there are some characteristics of the serpent we should avoid. It eats dust. We shouldn't partake of the beggarly elements of this life. Holiness literally means to be earth-free. It is venomous, or indeed it can be, full of poison. The fruit of the serpent brings death, while the fruit of the righteous should bring life. 
I like this one. It hisses. The sight of God should not be filled with hissings and whisperings. Instead, our yeas should be yeas, and our nays should be nays, and so on. A serpent also, though, has some desirable characteristics. Now, while most of you may feel the way I do, there is nothing good about a snake. There are some admirable qualities that we should look at. They speak to the prudence of the serpent. A serpent never closes its eyes. Now, isn't that a lesson for we children of God? We are commanded to walk circumspectly as if we have a 360-degree vision around us. We should know what's around us at all times. The creatures that abide before God's throne that Ezekiel saw, that John saw, had eyes all around them. We should never willfully close our eyes to what's happening around us. It isn't prudent. We should know what's going on. Serpents know the importance of basking in the sunshine. They love sunshine. We should love the light. We are the people of the light. We serve the God of light and the Father of all lights. Serpents know when a storm's coming. Wisdom, prudence, discretion of the serpent. Those are just a few of the admirable qualities so that when the Lord says we should be wise as serpents, he is meaning first we need to be watchful. One of the qualities of the last day child of God, outside of being tried and tested and emerging triumphant, is that each person should watch. In these days, there are wolves traveling in sheep's clothing. Watch out. We, we should also not only be watchful, we should be discerning. As a serpent seeks a burrow before the storm, we should be a discerner of the times. I read of a man a few years ago that had an uncanny sense of time. Any moment of the day, you could ask him the time, and without the assistance of a clock, a horizon, a shadow, he could give you the time within three minutes. What a remarkable sense of timing. We should be like those sons of Issachar, discerners of the times and seasons in which we live. Jesus was faced with the multitude, and he asked Philip, What should we do? He did not ask Philip that question because he did not know what to do. The Bible tells us that. He asked Philip this question to test him, to see what was in his own heart. How we saints of God need to know what to do and when to do it. We need to know when trouble is on the horizon. Be wise as serpents. Here's a third element of the serpent's wisdom. We should seize the moment. Serpents are found quite often basking in the sunshine. They are cold-blooded creatures, which causes them to rely on an external source of warmth and energy. That's the wisdom of a serpent that we need today. We need to take advantage of heaven's strength. Jesus complimented Mary over Martha. Martha was busy, but Mary was busy too. She had directed her attention on the master the day star, the sun shining in all of its strength. Soon the sun would be hidden behind a cloud and Mary wouldn't see Jesus physically anymore. One thing is needful, Jesus said, and Mary hath chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. While she had the moment, 
she was going to capitalize on it, to seize it, to take full advantage, to seize the moment. There are times we shouldn't be bashful about our walk with God. In fact, we should seize the moment. We should seize the moment when God is moving, when the sun is shining, when an angel is troubling the water. Don't hesitate. Don't procrastinate. Leap in with all of your heart in times when he is filling others with his spirit, when his spirit is moving and miraculous things are happening. Claim your sunshine in times when he is healing others. Reach out to God in faith. He is no respecter of persons. He is a respecter of faith. If the windows of heaven are open and God's face is shining on you, take full advantage of it. There's a wisdom of a serpent, vigilance, discernment, and seizing the moment. But the Lord would have us to be both scaled and feathered, to have the wisdom of a serpent and the innocence of a dove. Solomon called to the shepherdess in his song saying, come away, my dove, my undefiled. A dove speaks of purity and innocence. Innocence in its song. The dove does not imitate other birds in their singing. Other birds chirp, but the dove coos. Solomon said the voice of the turtle dove was the sign he took for spring. The dove's song is almost human. It has a song that others cannot sing. For us, our song is the song of redemption. He brought us out of darkness into this marvelous light. It is a song that Peter said that angels cannot sing. John said, no man can learn it. What a song. Innocence in its song. It's innocent in its relationships. A dove is not like other animals. It mates for life. The same God who placed within salmon that urge to return to its birthplace gave the dove love for a single mate. That's why you will never find single doves sacrificed in scripture. It will always be a pair of doves, a pair of pigeons, a pair of turtle doves, because they're inseparable and to kill one breaks the heart of the other. So both are sacrificed. Paul said to the Corinthians, the Lord speaks to you and says, I'm jealous over you with a godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. We were meant to mate for life. We are presently engaged to our bridegroom that has gone to prepare a place for us. He will come again. Don't lose sight of that. Innocence. We should be innocent in our approach to others. The dove is a harmless creature. It's not armed with horns to attack, no teeth to bite a stinger to wound, it's harmless. The only means it has of defending itself is flight. Stir up some doves or pigeons and they will fly off, but they will come back after the aggressor has left. Likewise, the church should be meek as well. Meekness is the ability to hold yourself in check, to be tamed. This is the exchange we made with God. We would stand for the Lord and he would fight our battles. The quickest way to jeopardize our testimony is through retaliation. 
Notice the delicate balance here of scales and feathers. Notice that Jesus put them together in the same sentence and breath. The serpent is spoken of so negatively in Scripture. Yet here we see its discretion and prudence. The dove is spoken of negatively elsewhere in Scripture as well. Ephraim, Hosea said, is like a silly dove that can't find her way home. Its innocence was not tempered with prudence. After Paul told the Corinthian church they were espoused to Christ, he went on to say, But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, the serpent can use its discernment to deceive. And yes, the dove can be apprehended through its innocence. But we need the heart of a dove in the mind of a serpent. We need scales and we need feathers. We need the ability to discern the times that we're living in and to behave ourselves more wisely than others and to be sensitive to this very moment in time. But we also need the lack of bile, the lack of gall, and the innocence of a dove. I want to have a tough faith and a tender heart. I want to be ready for anything that God has for me today. And I pray for this daily devotion family, that God gives you a tender heart, makes you sensitive to the things of God, but he also gives you the ability to discern and watch and be ready for everything he has for you. God bless you. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. The book on prayer is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.